Welcome to today's episode of CLCI Live, brought to you by the award-winning and ICF-accredited school, Certified Life Coach Institute. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's episode. Welcome. <laughs> this is CLCI. We're back. We missed you guys last week. Um, and it's five o'clock. Oh my goodness. There's so much change going on in the world. Um, today we're going to talk about ICF. Before we delve into that, I'm going to turn it over to Jerome. Jerome, it's all you. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, we did miss you guys last week, but that was for a good reason. So we can go ahead and refresh and update for our new time. We're now prime time, five o'clock. Expect to see us at this time moving forward. And uh, hopefully we can expect to see some more of you guys join us since uh, for the most part, again, prime time, we should be uh, hoping that some of you guys are free that we weren't used to being free at this time. So we're excited to have you guys uh, kind of go through ICF and what that is really, uh, common questions that we get about ICF and uh, kind of explore that entire realm of the ICF. So we're excited to get uh, started on that. And What's ICF? Yeah, if yeah, I think a good question to start with is what is ICF? What is that? You can, I know we can start with International Coaching Federation if you're unaware of at least the acronym. So what is the ICF everyone? So we use International Coach Federation or formally here on in this conversation, we'll say ICF. ICF, we use them as a standard, the golden standard of what credentialing means um, and accreditation mean um, what that standard is set so that we all understand that certification is important and that we meet a criteria under that credentialing and accreditation. Now I'm using two words separately for a specific reason. Dan, why am I doing that? Oh, no. God. Hmm, I was going to ask, I heard the intonation differently in your voice. I thought, okay. does that mean? Uh, so the differences between credentialing and certification. I talk with my hands a lot. So certification is about education only. We have level one and level two. You have two different certificates. I think we have skipped ahead. If I'm honest, have. I think okay. we have jumped ahead. I think we have put the cart on the horse here. Reel it back in. ICF. Why does anybody care? Does does uh, let's talk about I'm, let's no serious though. Let's talk about the whole why why would I need a credential or a certification? Do do life coaches need these things? Like um, uh, what is technically what, anybody call themselves a life coach? Technically, anybody can hang a shingle. Yep. But do you want to go to someone who just hung a shingle? Not me. Yep. And the ICF is the big dog in coaching, credentialing, certification process, defining what is coaching and what should someone expect when they hire a coach versus getting potentially someone who is either really is a therapist or is playing therapist because they think they're going to put on this hat that says coaching and tell people what to do, um, or they're actually doing consulting and mentoring, which is about advice giving where coaching truly isn't about that. And the other wait. side of it is- Wait, wait. Wait wait, 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 wait. I don't get to tell people what to do if I'm a coach or give advice. <laughs> what do I do different? I mean, that's what I- would tell me to do things all the time when I was a kid. Isn't that what <laughs> Those are called parents. Yeah. <laughs> or sports coach. Yeah. One of my, I mean, what am, so, so I know that this is, this is actually uh, something that comes up a lot for us in the, especially somebody, a lot of times we get 
people who want to be coaches and when they find out that they are just asking questions that this isn't they they sort of go into a shocking mode they go into this phase of like well what do I do I have no clue and what's my value and what's the point and what's why I mean that's not there's no value in just asking questions how do you answer respond to that two different levels mm -hmm. your value is not your question your value is not what you know your value is in the client's transformation. And it's not about transaction either because you're not selling your time, you're selling transformation. But yeah. if clients coming to me, they want something. Like I have to be able to tell them they're getting, like I'm giving them, like I have to, this is what I, this is what, these are the questions. This is this, so I'm genuinely. Um, oh, I get it. So they're going to want something. I, I can't tell them that, that I'm just going to ask questions. I can't, they want something. <laughs> so they want, the, they want the space to be seen and heard. Yeah. They want the ability to dream without judgment. And they want to know they matter. And they want to know they matter by self-discovery in the moment. They may not recognize that when they say they want someone to assist them or coach them or whatever. But ultimately, once they get going, I mean, think of yourself. When have you liked to be told what to do? Mostly, none of us do. Sometimes we'll take a bit of advice now and again, but overall, we're gonna do what we wanna do. And I would rather somebody pull it from me than sit there and start telling me what to do. Mm -hmm. um, the heart right. of it, I mean, most of the time we know what we wanna do, but we, we don't listen to our own internal voices because we've never been given the space to really let it out because people tell us you shouldn't do that. Or why would you do that? They come get all kind of judgmentally with us. Okay, question for everybody here what what is something that you have wanted to do that you stop yourself from doing in what relation killing people count oh you mean as a coach just in general in any situation like like give an example of like i'm coming to you and i'm you know we, we're, we're we're talking about this concept of people um wanting to do things but being told they can't and so they they decide they can't what was this, what is an example for, from you personally in your life of something that you want to do that you had somehow convinced yourself oh, otherwise? I tell you, yeah. I thought of now I, now I'm computing what the question is. There was somebody who was in my sphere who I was young, you know, early twenties, maybe 19, early twenties. I thought, you know, I want to bodybuild. I want to get into bodybuilding. And this person told me, you're not going to do that. You're never going to follow through with it. They had to be the voice of reason and be the bubble popper. <laughs> and at that time, especially in that age, I didn't have a huge voice and I didn't have a huge boundary or understanding what boundaries were. Um, and I believed her. I let, I let her have my voice. Lisa, you can still body build. So, <laughs> 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 been absolutely shredded right now. Dan, do you have one? I do. Jerome has his first, then I'll go. Okay, mine will be quick. Um, well, maybe it will, maybe it won't. Uh, so, I for some reason no i know the reason i stopped myself from going out and uh trying to attain new friends because you hear all the time 
your circle gets smaller the older you get. So don't waste your time on, you know, going out and trying to grow that circle because the older you get, the smaller it gets. I think I have that that limiting belief within me that kind of holds me back from going out and trying to meet new people from different walks of life. I'm just kind of, I guess, yeah, stuck would be, I guess, the right word um, in, in the norm, in the usual, in what I'm used to, what I met, who I met in college, and not really beyond that. So as a coach, what would you do next? What, how would you help him, Dan? <laughs> Tell me about your goal of meeting people. What kind of people do you want to meet? Different people, different than what I'm used to, different from me. Um, I think I can get along with just about anyone. Uh, I'm more interested in, in just variety, variety in friends. Okay, variety in friends means what? Um, friends that do different things than the current friends that I have right now, friends that are interested in different things than my current friends are interested in. Okay, what would those different things be to give me the sense of what different means? Probably something I'm interested in. Um, You're still talking out here. Okay. Pull it down. Okay. Hmm. More out, outdoorsy friends, friends that like to consistently enjoy the outdoors. Okay. When you're enjoying the outdoors with these friends, what what kind of things are you doing to enjoy it? Go ahead. Hang on one second. I'm going to show what is not coaching for a second. <laughs> Be the not a coach. <laughs> so in hearing you, Jerome, it sounds like you're wanting more friends. You're wanting to have a different kind of friends and you want to be outdoorsy. Have you ever thought about going on hikes. I know you live in California. There's some really great hiking places close to Redlands. Yes. Ooh, I want to try not being coach. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a coach. What happened there is I told him what to do. Maybe I have a big heart. I want to be helpful, but it's still not coaching. Go ahead, Dan, pick up from where I, I did interrupt. I would, but I wanted no, Anthony was in next. Anthony's next. Anthony's going. Hey, Jerome, you're, you know, you're getting older, you know, natural. <laughs> To lose friends as you age. <laughs> you know, maybe you should just accept the fact that you know you're getting less fit. You're getting ugly. Might be getting But why don't you just accept who you are? Because finding acceptance, you know, you'll be more at peace. So you should <laughs> now. Never thought about that. <laughs> Thank Dan, you. For that, I'd like to hear what you have to say to one of. <laughs> while we're jesting that's what a lot of people will do is they'll stop the coaching process which dan was doing amazing and building a story and then the coach will have an idea and interrupt that process and start sharing it okay dan pick make us make us better coaches what what would be a better thing to do now i want to play the not be a coach game okay <laughs> more fun. sorry Jerome, you're never actually gonna yeah. You know, get anywhere with us. So, Jerome, do you think you'd have more friends if maybe you weren't a big, such a fan of the uh, New Orleans Saints? <laughs> Knew that was coming. <laughs> Might be. So when, you, so when we talk about these different things, maybe maybe a different football team? That's what I was thinking. Maybe something a little more red. 
little I know though in like in, in the beginning in Lisa's example when Lisa um like what she's she's genuinely it's it sounds as if it is harmless advice it sounds as if it is helpful it is but what what we learn as coaches that I think is important to state is that by giving him the answer of hiking, of doing that, you have already made his world smaller. You have already given him a solution well, that maybe is not the best or ideal solution for him. It is your solution. And so you have, in essence, taken a whole world of possibility and done what every other person on the planet does and shrunk it down to this much and not let him explore who he really is and what he really wants. Um, you, the most Lisa's response, um, she asked, have I ever thought about going out and hiking? Um, I'm assuming by myself, the answer is yes, I have. So <laughs> that, that response has little to no value to me. Yeah. And that's the way it's framed too, is when it's, it's advice in the form of a question, it seems like it's not really advice, but the answer is really there. And I was like, of course I have. <laughs> I live in California. It's a, it's a bit condescending and kind of passive aggressive to ask those questions well exactly and so bring this all back around why does this matter how does this relate to icf well this is because this this doing this right now shows you that icf they have created a very specific structure of what coaching is and that is the coaching model and that is this this model of uh, question asking and empowering your client um and and giving them letting them be the master of their own life and destiny essentially um and they have very clearly laid out what this is and um that that coaching model is the most widely accepted icf is the most widely accepted and, and being within those those i guess boundaries of what coaching is is very important because it's the wild wild west otherwise the out there nobody is uh you you can't i could anybody i, I have training but anybody could put on a hat or you don't even have to wear a hat but call yourself a life coach <laughs> and and go out there and start doing it and there are some that are tremendously successful and tremendously valuable and helpful but that does not always mean that they are in fact offering coaching and what coaching is at least within the the model of icf a, a lot of times is, they're more on the mentor side or they're more on the consulting side and aren't really a coach at all because there are that that standard is an important piece so that we recognize who we are in this process and how our job is to have the client tell us where they want to go what they want to do so for them to be empowered not for me to have the power and seeing um, a big part of that is seeing the client as healthy, whole, and complete, even if they don't feel that way, because we're not fixing them. They're not broken. They've just forgotten they're okay. And that's a very different thing than being broken. Yeah. Hmm. Um, I was just thinking about your statement. <laughs> that, that it, was, it was a powerful statement. Um, so, so within i mean are there any other governing bodies out there is my other question is my is the that, next that's what i was going to ask too does there does icf have competition we got to take care of um, <laughs> they would be the comparison of your local neighborhood burger joint that has two locations to mcdonald's at this point mm -hmm. i mean at this point the the u.s government has acknowledged um icf as as acceptable training for their federal employees for for their executives and it's only only icf so they've really 
even even the government has put their weight behind ICF and, and what it is they are doing and what it is they are offering. Um, and they're active in, I think it's a, the last time I looked, it's like 130 countries, 40,000 members, 30,000 of them are credentialed. Um, of that, 16,000 and change are ACC, 11,000 and change are PCC, and about 11 or 1,200 are MCC. So when you think about the plethora of coaches that are out there, and only 30,000 of them are holding credential. That says, that says a lot about Even so, this organization. I was, I was surprised at the number of, because I was recently looking at the um, global coaching study, and I was surprised there are, they, they say it within the study that there are 71,000 coaches worldwide. And that just doesn't seem like enough to me. It seems like there should be far more. But according to that study, that's where it is. But I, of course, that may be with it that are, um, let me, I'm going to pull it up so that I have the, the exact um, information. Yeah. But when yeah, I was, I was surprised. I was like, yeah. wow, it seems like there should be more. Mm-hmm. Um, Competition. There's smaller companies out there that are providing a similar service. Now, this is something that is uh, we get all the time uh, being somebody who talks to students before they come to class or, or afterwards. Um, there are a lot of people who go out and get training and then um, they, they specifically want the, the training so that they can use it in a certain capacity. And then they find out that that, that training is not ICF accredited. And that's sometimes when they come to us because they've already been through six months of training and then they just want to do the three day and it, it works out very nicely for them. Um, but a lot of times they're very frustrated. Um, and what is for you guys in your experience, what's the best way to find out if a school is accredited? Well, I want to back up just a little bit. But we okay. make it easy so you can see that we're accredited. We have the link on our home page. You can just tap on it and it takes your ICF. And so that's the easy thing. Not everyone has it on their websites. Most of the schools will have the logo that they provide us. They meaning ICF, they provide each school a logo. Um, They've updated their logos currently as well. Um, There's the, the, that you can go to. I forgot the title of it, Brooke. I know you remember oh, the TPSS, TPSS system. All of the ACTP, all the AS accredited coach accredited. Oh God. Okay. That's the one thing for those of you who are we're, we're this video is for the newer people, for people who aren't, you know, fully, fully versed. One thing to prepare yourselves for, just get ready. Acronyms are coming your way when you become a coach. Like there is, they are inescapable. It is a part of coaching. You will have an acronym thrown at you now and again. Um, And getting them all straight is not always, always, always possible. (laughs) Um, uh, So again, what we were talking about, so using a TPSS system, which you can find through, through ICF, if they have their logo, it's also, it's simple. I mean, really you want to get on the website and make sure they're there on ICS website and they have that coachfederation.org page, essentially. <laughs> it's really, I think, important to make sure you verify. Um, there have been some not so honorable um, people using logos. That's, I think, part of the encouragement for ICF to change how they're doing things as well. So that 
us honorable ones <laughs> so are acknowledged let's talk quickly about the coaching model again let's go back to that a little bit and, and what that is and what that looks like and what it is what it isn't but also um what is i if i am a coach i am a consultant how do i can i integrate coaching into my consultancy can i i mean these I, how does that work how does all of that function because we get a lot of people or niching even like um do i have to have special training uh for the for to be a health coach or to be an x y and z a transformation coach and what do you say to them so you're if you're coming to us right so i'm going to talk as if you're coming to us you're coming to an accredited program with ICF. We're going to keep all the vocabulary neutral so that you can move it into any niche you want. Coaching model, behavior, interaction can all flow in any direction, any niche. Obviously, if you have no knowledge, let's just say if you're um, wanting to become a marketing coach, if you have no knowledge about marketing, can you become a marketing coach? No, right? So you're gonna utilize the information that you already have, that wisdom that you've already built within yourself and add that coaching. Oops, I forgot to turn my phone off. Me too. <laughs> and for um, and, and be the coach, the coach that is an expert in whatever that direction is. I, as I am a couples coach, I, I have taken lots of training in relationship work. I started that training back when I was 20 something, not 20 something anymore, but I keep taking more and more training because one vocabulary shifts, word shift into a new direction. So I pick up tools and tips and techniques but I also stay fresh into the process of what it means to be devil's, devil's advocate here. So if I'm, if, but if, if, if coaching is just asking questions, what do I need training for? Like, I'm like, what, I mean, what, what can, what are you going to teach me? I know how to ask a question. Yeah. Most people don't know how to ask a question. In fact, <laughs> what, what? Go even I'm asking further. one right now. <laughs> they don't know how to ask the powerful questions that actually create breakthroughs for the client because they so, are present with the client they're thinking about what they want to say to add to the conversation instead of pulling the conversation out of the client which is what the coaching model is about and and um as we've said that that empowers them that brings that 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 them to have the answers. Now, I know there's a lot of flack um, that sometimes coaches get about being too goal oriented or pushing people to, you know, just, just being, can you speak into that at, at all? If you. Yeah, I'm happy to, because those are the coaches that irritate me to no end that feel like <laughs> I've got to, I've got to get this person to a breakthrough right now. And they're paying me for this result. And we're going to get you there now. No, that's putting your agenda that you have to get them to a breakthrough prior to ahead of the client's process and how they want to go through it. Not every, not every session will have an action step or an outcome. There's a lot of sessions that are all about unpacking and the client gets their movement in between sessions. Um, the ones who are out there who are all gung-ho that we got to make something happen now, they're, they're not honoring coaching in that way. And they're, they're pushing, in a lot of cases, they're pushing the client too hard. There's a time to adjust for that. And there's a time to ask those challenges and, and put them in, but always 
giving the client the option to say no and getting asking their permission to challenge them. Would it be appropriate to say that probably around maybe 80% of the work of coaching happens outside of the coaching session as reliant on the client? Mm-hmm. Or maybe even upward more than that as well. Well, I, I would definitely say that the impactful way that coaches um, uh, integrate with the client allow for that client to get in a deeper place with the process because otherwise they'd already be doing it on their own. So that client coach relationship allows that building of that deeper connection with whatever direction that client's going. And I would even add there just by by being with the client and allowing for the conversation to take place because of that, that what you just said there, Lisa, they, they wouldn't be, if they were, could do it on their own, they'd be doing it. Having the conversation is going to get them there faster, more likely than, than not having the conversation. So whose time frame is the agenda? Because some coaches out there might want to be like, we're going to get you to a certain place in three months, but maybe that client's timeline is six months or a year, and they're comfortable with that, but they still reach their outcome. By the way, Sue has been watching, and I have missed all of her comments, and hi, Sue, how are you? And she says, uh, by the way, she said she's a Bengals fan, and that um, <laughs> um, she says, uh, I'm getting better at asking questions and shutting up, she said. So, um, uh I just wanted to interject there. I was like, hey, <laughs> sorry about missing you, Sue. I hope you're still there. Um, beyond, uh, so, so again, this, this thing with, with that, with your value coming in your advice, your, Dan, there's something that you say that, that, that you, that I love. There's a, a I guess it's a story you tell and that, that we as people aren't actually, while we like to pretend we like to be told what to do, we really don't. And that, when we ask for advice, we actually already know the answer. Like we know the advice we want. And that's why we go to certain people. Um, I call it co-signing your BS. Um, but uh, <laughs> it, may or may not be. it may or may not be because I would, for example, after a tough coaching session or something that was impacting me that I wasn't leaving into the session, I would have like five different people I would go to the one who I know I, what I needed from them was, right? So if I needed to be challenged, I would go to that person. If I needed like, oh, you did a good job, you know? So it could be co-signing the BS or it could be very helpful. So knowing that is important too. Well, is it a coach's job to be all of those things on some level? I mean, if you're not giving advice, but to be able to be somebody that can be a cheerleader or be, be the positive, but also be the challenger, but also be the... Does a coach play all those roles, but without yeah. advising, right? And without <laughs> attachment to the outcome. Really, it's it's it could put it as uh, that it is just a, it's a different way of communicating. Really, is what it is. You're still assisting. You're still helping. You're still providing. You're just it's a totally different way of 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 communicating with another human being. Um, we I think that's that habit of breaking that. It's funny because when with students who take level one, a lot of times they will be. Um, they'll be, they'll, they'll afterwards, they'll be like, well, but I have, I have the advice to give, I have this, and what do I, and they get, they get very flustered, still not knowing what the purpose is, and I, uh, I always try to remind them that, that the, the magic is in this space, the magic is in, in the, the questions, and it's also freeing, because you can, if you trust it, and you trust, you are fully equipped 
if you trust the client, trust the process, you're fully equipped to help with any situation, anything that's going on. I mean, apart from, of course, uh, DSM five, um, but but you 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 don't have to come with this wealth of knowledge, this wealth, this you know laundry list of of things you have done and books you have written and all of this. You you can literally show up and know how to create a safe space and ask the right questions or more powerful questions and and be effective, and that is kind of I think should be freeing uh, for folks. I did a ten minute session recently five minutes of us was the client and I sitting in silence. And it was one of the most powerful sessions I ever did. How do you do that? Like how, like, I would, I mean, I know, I trust me, I've sat in silence and I, but, but you know, do you have any tricks? Do you like what's going through your head? Because, <laughs> of, because of what was on the table at that moment, five minutes had we just like, had the client said something and I'd not spoken for five minutes would have been really uncomfortable. But because of what was on the table, I just asked, how about if, what if we take the next five minutes and just be here? And that person was like, okay, great. Okay. Silence for four and a half, five minutes. And yeah, I was glancing up at the clocks like, okay, another 30 seconds have gone by. Oh, another 30 <laughs> seconds have gone by. And then it was time just like, so I don't want you to be shocked when we go back to the main room. So I'm just giving you a heads up. We have a minute left. And it was powerful watching the body shifts and the silence and the smiles. They took a lot away from it. Um, the, uh, another question that I'm curious oh, about. Can yeah. Just a second. So this, that was an exchange of Dan really watching and mm -hmm. seeing what the client was saying and how that client was breathing and how the words were coming out that his instinct, he trusted himself in this process that he allowed that instinct or intuition, whatever word you want to throw in there. They go, Oh, here's a thought. And let me just check in with you. Well, that is that what you want to do? So it it wasn't Dan, and so the difference of what I did earlier with Jerome, and what Dan did is he followed the client's lead. The client basically, in his behavior, was asking for this, and Dan recognized it and put a word to it. Whereas Jerome, what I did with Jerome when we were playing. I was definitely, I um, love Jerome first off, so I have care and concern for him. And he wants more friends that are, I'm, I'm truly here. Have you thought about this? And oftentimes, most of the coaches out there before they've gotten trained, you all have hearts. You all want to be helpful. You all want to give unrelentlessly. And yet that's not helpful. So following the lead of the client takes patience, it takes calmness, it takes trusting the process. And you gotta trust yourself as well. Have you ever made a mistake, Dan, in your coaching where you have misunderstood what was going on? Only once, no. Lots of times. It happens, it still happens. And it, talk into that just a little bit. We can be, I can be in conversation with a client and not understand their words or misread an intonation. And if the mistake comes, if I assume I know what they mean, and then, then we get off on the wrong track. But if I ask about it, like, what am I hearing here? Help me understand this. 
we can at least come together. And I've gotten a lot better at that, but there were, there were moments early on in my coaching career, I was stumbling all over myself because I made a lot of assumptions in the words that the client were, were using. I thought I knew what they meant because I knew what they meant for me, but it wasn't what they meant. And I'll tell the story sometimes in either level one or level two about the time that I assumed what spirituality meant to somebody. And I did the very similar to the illustration you did with Jerome earlier. And except I was in a session and I wasn't trying to be a bad coach. I was just, Hey, do you know about this place over here? And it's like, uh, no, it's not what I'm here for. And it took us 10 minutes to get rapport back. Cause I overstepped my bounds in the coaching relationship. We make mistakes we move on. We learn from them. And that's the key. We learn from them as we go through this. And so ICF has learned a lot through the many years that they've been doing this. They're changing their competencies to go with the times. And this is one of the concepts is we're not telling the client what to do. And the exchange still has enormous value in that process. All right, thanks. I wanted, I wanted to ask, um, getting back to ICF, sorry, Brooke, I need Yeah, to... no, it was an ICF related question too. So <laughs> say that I'm, I'm looking at schools and, you know, you can verify, um, the school if they're ICF accredited, but what are the, if I'm a student who wants to be a coach, what are the things, no matter what school you go to, because all the schools have different sort of programs and structures and lengths. What are probably going to be the things that you'll see as a student that are distinctively ICF um, well, things that they will teach you? The core competencies. Seventy-five percent of the curriculum has to be core competency based. So, 80%, actually, eighty percent, eighty percent. Yes. Uh-huh. What's a core competency? I'm a pretty competent person. What's a core competency? What's a, what do I need to work <laughs> even more competent than that? setting the contract so core competencies are essentially there's eight now they're um they're 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 updated this year they are um the basically the structure the i don't want to say rules but they are in many ways the rules the um basically the guide the guy yeah the guide for you to follow um the 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 boundaries um, that that a coach works in, but it's also in many ways a sort of like a, a hand holding guide kind of thing, where where these things definitely happen in the coaching session. This is definitely part of a coaching session, like like I said, setting a contract, um, uh, letting the client lead. Like there there are eight of them, and um, uh, what's neat is the new ones are are uh, love the updates, and um, we they they updated them this year, and they're rolling them out in June. And um, so that is really sort of that and the ethics as well. The ethics. Uh, I was going to ask that as the next question. That is ethics is very, the ethics are very important uh, as well. So um, uh, again, just like any self-help field, and I think really any field, any business, anything should have some sort of code of ethics as, as human beings. Um, I think that that's an important thing for us to have. So um, ICF has a very specific set of them as well. I believe there are 28 of them. Sounds about right. Yeah, sounds about right. Twenty-eight. So if I'm a if I'm a student, I should any whatever place I choose to be taught at, at the very least, they should go over with you 
what the code of ethics are and what the core competencies. Well, if it's ICF accredited, 80% of their curriculum has to be supporting and teaching the, uh, the core competencies in some regard. Now, does that mean that they're just going to like read them over to you, out to you all day? No, it means that they will take them and expound on them and, and demonstrate them and show you different ways to utilize them. Um, it doesn't mean that you're going to be verbatim memorizing the, the, the core competencies. It just means that that, that is what the basis of the, the teaching is going to be within that school. So, I'm, I'm liking this whole ICF thing so far. How do <laughs> become a member after after I go to school? Do wait, I before just... we go there though? Before we even go there, wait, wait, my turn. <laughs> um, what if? I, but but wait, I have I have uh, I have NLP training. I have uh, hypnosis training. I have training in somatic healing. I have training in essential oils. I have all of this training, right? Black belt. How, what do I do with it if I'm just going to coach and I can only ask questions? I'll sit out the window. I'm just kidding. There's lots of things you can do with it. And why, why do the, all these things exist? Because you're going to, I mean, anybody who's in the coaching world is going to run across. These things are going to mm -hmm. cross your path at some point. So all so, of this supports the health um, and wellness and mindfulness, the wholeness of a person. And when they're coming to you for coaching, you're going to stick to coaching. When they're coming to you for NLP, you'll do NLP. Maybe. People go to people for NLP? Yes. Oh. I had no clue. I just thought it was something you integrated in like your everyday life. Like <laughs> you could, you could. And the difference in the, the difference in the model of someone who would, might come to me for NLP or hypno now hypnosis is different because hypnosis does not cross over into coaching, but separate contract. Um, if I was using NLP or somatic work, if someone came specifically for those things, we'd be doing it. But if, if it's part of my coaching awareness, I can ask if they're interested in doing an exercise. I can't force it. I'm like, let's do this. Let's do this somatic exercise now. That would not be coaching because that's the coach taking the lead and imposing a tool. But we can ask, would you be interested in exploring this? And then if they say yes, we can pull some of those other tools that do fall under coaching. But I, I, I'm hesitant to say all yeah. of that here because the main thing is you got to trust the model first and let those tools come in later. You need mastery of this before you start incorporating all the other things. That's what I, I always tell the students when they, they're like, but it's only questions. And, and I, we harp on that. We drive that home so much because you have spent however long of time you've been alive learning to give advice, to, 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 to communicate this one way. And in three days, we got to break you of all those habits. Like we have to retrain your brain and retrain you a new, give you a whole new way of communicating and, and approaching other people. And so because of that, we skyrocket to the other side of the realm. Like, you know, we've got this side and this side, we take you all the way to the other side. And that's in the hopes that, that when you're, co when you find some balance <laughs> is really what, what we want. Um, Cause if you don't, there's, there's a little bit of rigidity in, in embracing the model in level one because we're setting that solid foundation. Because if, if you came in for three days and we just said, go do what you're already doing, why, <laughs> why would you do that? You're there to learn something new. And it's funny how much, how many times you get the resistance, but I've always done it this way. Well, and that's then, and now here's a new thing. Like you've, you've always, I've always used a a hammer and a nail to put a hole in the wall. And, and now I have a drill. Oh, wait, I want to go back to the hammer and the nail. No, <laughs> let's use the drill this time and learn a new tool. 
Uh, Sue has a question. She says, uh, if a client starts sharing about what's been happening since last session, I let them talk and then try to ask, so is this where you want to focus tonight? In essence, is that setting the contract? Not yet. Maybe. And it's also a bit leading. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, it's better to open it up and say, thanks for sharing that. Um, and where would you like to go tonight rather than the is this where, because then you're connecting back to the idea they presented. So, okay. Be reflecting back because I don't want the client to think that I haven't been listening. So next mm -hmm. up, what I've heard and share with me where you'd like to take tonight's session. Yeah. So can we say it one more time, this time without the, the part, just, just how would, I'm sharing about my day. This is my day. Thank you, Dan. It's been my day. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Thanks for telling me about your day. And I heard these things coming out of your day. So as we're sitting here in our session tonight, we've got about 55 minutes or so. What would you like to focus on this evening? So you didn't draw, you didn't pull the, the through line. You you let that sit and be in its own space. And then you started the new space. And this is when we start the session. Okay, yeah. that, that's very clear. I and, appreciate And that. that's starting the session. That's not setting the contract yet. Right. It's setting the contract. What, what, what does that look like? I'll when be here. So, <laughs> so I've heard you share about your day. Thank you. Sounds like it's been an awesome day. What would you like to focus on this evening? Or, well, we're assuming this evening. What would you like to focus on in our time tonight? I would like to focus on um, doing lives on Facebook. Doing lives. So just so <laughs> I understand, what does doing lives mean? Uh, uh, just how I do them and, and how to approach them and what topics to use. <laughs> okay. So in that space of discovering topics, how to do them, what would you like to get out of this conversation this evening and the next... I would like to know, I would like to have a specific plan of, of live topics for the next two months. <laughs> so a specific plan of topics for the next two months. Mm -hmm. By the end, of, the end of our conversation, so, go ahead. This is now opening up the, what we're going to do, what you're going to work on. This is opening that contract. Okay, go ahead. So by the end of, end of our conversation this evening, having a plan for the next two months worth of lives. Yes, I want to plan for the next two months worth of lives, topics for each week, for okay. the next two months, by the end of the session, please. Thank you. <laughs> Let's do it. And there, <laughs> we, have, we have parameters for the conversation. Now, but quickly, um, that is important because it, it for, why is that important? What? There's also one more piece, is how do, how will we know that you've made, yeah, that's and that's, how we know that you have successfully made that plan and, and i would say well i would have you know eight topics planned out in front of me on paper ready to go by the time we're done uh or or maybe it's not that on paper it's, it could be different for anybody maybe it's that i will walk out of here and know what they are and i will write them down as soon as the session's over it could be um uh any number of things um but why is that important where i know you i already i'm familiar with you being a writer i'm already familiar with you liking to write so i might even ask a question around that with you why is that important why is setting what does that do for the session what does that do for the client what does that do for the coach so as, one it keeps go ahead no go ahead Jim. it keeps us on focus and and that's where the structure comes in instead of just sitting down with friends and like, yeah i want to do some lives oh wow that sounds really cool and we just meander and have no point 
when we put the structure on, I, I use the metaphor, it's like putting bumpers on a bowling alley. And by setting that marker of at the end of the session, we're going to have a plan for um, two months worth of content. Now, as the conversational ball rolls down, if, if Brooke starts telling me a story about all the other things going on that distract her from writing content, we can ask the question to steer back in. What's most important to hear this story? You know how my brain works. I see how it is. I yeah, no, <laughs> no judgment, only observation. Um, so we can ask the question to steer it back in where when we're sitting with family and friends and there's, there's no structure in the conversation, we wind up talking about God knows anything that just happens to flow from one sentence to another. But also on another level too, as a coach, it, it, while, while it helps you to sort of prove your value or worth, right? In many ways, it's, I walk in as a client, I know what I want to work on. We talk about it. I know I'm going to have that, that thing, whatever it may be by the end of that session. And that in itself is sort of a return on investment uh, in, in, at least from my perspective, it is, um, mm -hmm. and, and it's, it's a way for them to measure that, that progress as well. And um, it's also a big thing for the coach who's worried about their value being, and how do I show up and what do I deliver for an hour? Just ask what's yeah, your exactly. takeaway from this session. And as soon as they say it, there that we is are. beautiful. Like, I thank you for that, by the way, because that is right there is the, is the answer. So, so wait, why, why would any client want me? Why would they hire me? Why would they, what would they want me for? Well, all you have to do is ask them how they want to use that hour. And it's the, it's up to them. It's in their power. And you give them that space to do so. And I, that, oh my I, God, all the weight is off my shoulders. <laughs> I had a client that came in, which I have. <laughs> Let me retract this. When I had a client that came in, they have come in for couples work. We somehow got onto some business stuff that he was dealing with this particular person. And so the contract at the beginning was talking about the relationship and whatever this X variable was. But as we got working in here, I recognized that in this moment that we weren't talking about the relationship with his spouse we were talking about the relationship with his business and in that business concept that's a new contract so i have to open that up I, i'm noticing the shift in the conversation i'm noticing these things is this a space would this be a good place for us to talk about this right or are we focusing back so i have to give a boundary in this sense, because what the conversation began with is relationship. So I have to remind him, you set this boundary or you set this expectation from the coaching session tonight. I'm noticing that it shifted. I'm happy to go whichever way you want. <laughs> and in this particular case, they went to business because they found through the discovery conversation that that business piece was what was affecting this relationship piece. So and the discussion of the business portion that freed things up to get a different perspective uh, on that relationship piece. Well, I'm, being somebody who is non-linear too, and Dan has been in sessions with me and knows, so just what we mentioned. Um, so I can often appear to be meandering, but my meandering is 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 not meandering. It's, it's connecting all of these things together at the same time. But what what Dan does has never done when he's coached me is is go. You've gone off on the left field. Like <laughs> um, what he does is he asks, 
how it relates, asks if this is where I want to go, asks if I'm still in the, the space. And he doesn't, he doesn't assume or push on me that I have gone, gone wrong or gone left. He checks in really is what it is. And then lets me guide. Um, and, and that is really the big, that's a, there's a powerful difference there because you can very quickly make a client feel like they have been gotten in trouble or they've gone off on the left and, and, and lose rapport and lose that, that trust by, by not handling that sort of situation uh, delicately or, or just respectfully really <laughs> is what it is. Here's a good example of this too. You know, how can, how does this relate back to ICF? Right. <laughs> well, it's all coaching at the end of the day. <laughs> it's following the client's lead. <laughs> always about following the client's lead the client sets the pace the client sets the standard for the session and that is the coaching model and so yeah we only have a few minutes left and so a good point let's bring us back to the big umbrella of ICF so ICF ICF has provided this coaching model they have said this is what coaching is this is how you do it this is how this is and as a coach, if I am out there and I want to, I'm a, I, you know, I've just heard about coaching. I really want to be a coach. What, what advice would you give them with regard to training and with regard to ICF? What, 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 what are the, what is the key takeaway here for that brand new coach or wants to be a coach? I would say first look for a certified program and verify it so that you know you are getting and in this case an ICF aligned because they are they are the big dog in the space um, that you are you're going to be learning the proper model because the other side of all this is and the question was asked early on why is it important because someday there will be licensing and or some sort of registration that either comes from a state or a federal government or the ICF will be involved in writing that legislation or they're going to say, we'll self-regulate, thank you very much, so that you are in alignment with that when it does occur. Mm -hmm. and, and then, so that's, that's the headspace, the heart space, you know, talk to people, call people at, the, at different places, get a feel for it. We here, we like to feel like we're family. I mean, every coaching session, um, every... Uh, class session, it all just feels like a family where we have expanded and shared knowledge, practice that knowledge. And at the end of the day, you come back and you let us know what help you need along the way. We have different partners, we have different people that can help in the moment, all kinds of different things. So for me in the heart space, I want to go somewhere where I feel really comfortable. For me, and why we've kept it this way, I like going to intensives because I get submerged into the process. I get ingrained and pull out more um, details than when I have gone to things that take a little longer. So for me, this process works beautifully. By the way, Jerome, how are you? <laughs> context to that uh, <laughs> I a second shot yesterday uh, so this is the day after and uh, doing all right i'm doing all right I, good hanging in here and uh to add on to lisa i'd like to say yes do your research um we all have our different processes i tend to lean towards the intensive just as lisa explained 
Um, some prefer to go on a six month trek with um, a program where that's more beneficial to them. So do your research, again, mm. call in, make sure you get to get some, get some time with uh, the, the people who are going to eventually inevitably run into you throughout the training. Um, so that would be my advice. I would also say compare training hours, training hours for training hours. Anthony. Um, going into sort of the back to the headspace, it's will only be good for business to be go through an ICF accredited program and becoming eventually ACC, PCC, MCC. And we'll go over what those are next week as well and what the different levels and different paths you can take to. But, um, you know, people want to trust that they are getting a good service that's set to a high standard. And including that as well in the blog post that I'll attach to this, I will put in a link to how to verify the schools and how to verify coaches that are accredited as well. Because I recently encountered a scenario where I had lots of people trying to pass themselves off as ICF accredited coaches and they were not. <laughs> well, be very helpful uh, if you ever want to get a coach yourself and you want to verify if they're um, ICF accredited or not. That brings up another really quick angle if I can throw it in that as coaches, we're asking people to invest in yeah. our service. Mm -hmm. And if someone is not willing to invest in themselves to get trained properly, do you really want to be going to them when they're asking you to invest in them? That seems a little out of balance. Uh, agreed. I, I, well, and that's, that's what I was going to sort of touch on is that um, while anybody can go out there and call themselves a coach and anybody can go out there and say that that is in fact what they're doing. Um, I myself personally would like to know that what I'm truly offering is in fact coaching and is in fact that, and I, I just would hope that people would acknowledge that it is, there is a reason it's called coaching. There is a reason it's a specific thing. It is not just like, it's not something that we can just run out. You know, I can't go out and coach professional baseball tomorrow uh, just because I feel, you know, like just because I watched a game, it's not possible. There's some, there's some training that has to come into play for that to happen. And so, um, take the time to, to get that training. And, and, um, there's a lot of different offerings out there. There's a lot of different ways to get it. There's a lot of there's, there's a, there's, it spans the gamut of training. And so there's something out there that will, that will fit in your world, that will fit your schedule, that will do well for you. And just take advantage of that. And, and, and it, like Dan said, invest in yourself so that others invest in you and know that by doing so, it will only provide you with more knowledge, more, more anything. And then for anybody out there who says it's just asking questions, it's just, well, you don't know until you try. First and foremost, you have no clue how effective it's going to be until you've actually put it into action. And so you cannot judge it. You cannot say what it is. You cannot until you actually learn what it is. That, that's the first step. So you, you, you can't poo-poo it. You can't until you actually know what, know what it is. So uh, take well, a moment and learn. And then see what it is, it work for you. But it's also what it isn't. Yes. Well, so yeah. Things that it's not that those that have just hung their shingle are not doing things in it and I want to say which something. is a bummer because sometimes it doesn't go well and that's a bummer for but there are the, the reality is it coaching is highly effective it is uh, it is 
something that that is does create change and does help people with their lives and does does in fact make make things good and or better um, for for a lot of folk um and and it it is it may seem like it's a very simple model but it's actually it's simple but it's also very complex at the same time and there are it's multi, there are a lot of levels and layers to it um because it may start in one place but it always ends up somewhere else <laughs> um so because we are people as human beings we are whole human beings and and we are multifaceted and just like we are multifaceted so is coaching and um so what's your niche <laughs> and that's that. um but that's about it for today i think thank you guys and i guess my my last thing for anybody out there looking for a school make sure they're ICF accredited really honestly that's what you want you don't want to later like get the get that at least out of the way and then you can go to all the schools that aren't the rest just come to us we're good yeah, <laughs> but not uh, yes just go to us three days three days i always like to say though if we're not for you you can we're still here for you <laughs> you know that's okay but um three days yes three days i have award-winning three days award-winning what i never mind i probably shouldn't say this i have somebody okay. <laughs> calls me and has been calling me for regularly for the last three years who has not come to us went somewhere else and did not get i have one as well that <laughs> has never been to our school that is, is is regularly gets advice and help from me and i'm i advise yes <laughs> um all right that's all for today thank you guys so much for watching out there in uh facebook youtube you know social media land um and check out certified life coach institute we train coaches in three days uh certified life coach institute.com i'm gonna create our own jingle <laughs> Hey everyone, thanks for tuning in to today's episode. Once again, this is brought to you by Certified Life Coach Institute. We're an ICF accredited school who certifies our life coaches in three-day online intensive courses. In addition to other podcast episodes, feel free to check us out every Tuesday at 4 o'clock p.m. Pacific Standard Time on YouTube or Facebook for our CLCI Lives, where we get together and discuss various topics that are centered around sharpening your skills so you can become a better certified life coach. For more information, feel free to visit us at certifiedlifecoachinstitute.com. Until next time, be well.